Welcome to Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast where we talk to people about how they create beauty every day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is brought to you by HookingRugs.com, where you can get everything you need to create beautiful rugs. That's how I create beauty every day. So now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and welcome to Create Beauty Every Day, our podcast from Deanne Fitzpatrick Studio and HookingRugs.com. And my guest today actually is right above me usually, but today um, we're not in the same room and it's Stephanie Allen. And I'm talking to her about her life and her business. And Stephanie runs Gateway Development. She's also my arm puller, aren't you, Stephanie? That's right. I pull people's legs a lot of times too. Pull people's legs and you're pulling my arm, right? Yeah, oftentimes you're pulling my arm. So I go to Stephanie once a month and... uh, uh, I don't have any problems with my arm or my hands, luckily. And uh, it's because I think of the some of the preventative stuff that Stephanie does with me with myofacial release once a month. And it's sort of a, it's kind of a gentle massage, eh, Stephanie, in a way? Yeah, I, I like to call it um, lazy man's yoga. Oh. It's like a way of being able to drop in and connect with yourself without and, and stretch without to the point of sweating. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's it's very gentle. Very yeah, it really works well. And so you have um, you have quite a quite a operation going on upstairs in the studio above the studio, don't you? Tell me about tell me about you, Stephanie, and and who you are and what you do. Oh yeah, I do have a quite a long story actually of even how I got into it. But essentially, I I got into this about thirty years ago when I was a personal trainer, fitness consultant for Petro Canada out west in Alberta. And I ended up with an injury. And for most of us, and I find this a lot of times is that we look at an injury or an illness or something that sets us back that makes us stop as a real inconvenience. It's like, ah, I have things to do, places to go, people to see. And we don't like to stop or slow down or, or connect with ourselves. And that was the very thing that happened to me too. I couldn't move my neck for two years. I was Every time I would bend over or reach my arm forward, I get sick to my stomach. I have a chronic migraine and get sick to my stomach. And it was a real, talk about a real inconvenience of, of having to really connect with myself. And at first, really angry about it. But essentially, once I started to say, maybe this is a gift. Maybe this is about helping me know who I am, my gifts, my strengths. And I started to explore questions deeper with it were in my heart. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Like, Maybe this pain is helping me stop for a reason. I started to unpack. It's like a buried treasure inside of us. And I started to unpack it and realize all of these passions that I had that I never realized or all of these gifts and things that I thought were inconveniences that actually were quite needed in the world. And so as I started to do that, my body started getting better and I started to feel better, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And, and I found this is true even with my clients that are coming in with any kind of discomfort or pain. And, and when I say that people get on my table who aren't necessarily in, you know, pain. No, I'm never in pain when I get, yeah, out. Yeah. I don't go it's, for that reason. Exactly. No. There's a lot of people that don't go for that reason. And yet it's a way to even, even unpack the good stuff. Like when you talk about making beauty every day, we tend to think of it in an outer expression, like, okay, I'm going to create something, I'm going to do something, and we, you know, paint a wall, rug a hook, you know, hook a rug, and those kind of things. 
but we often don't look at our internal self as beautiful and there's so much imagination and beauty and and possibility inside of us that when we can stop long enough to really connect with that it starts to overflow so it started that way and then I was living out west and back you know this is a long time ago this is back in 2001 when 9-11 happened I was actually in the United States working at a chronic pain clinic and that realization of when something really stops you and, and you go wait a minute what am I doing I realized why can't I go and do this in my in the place that I love most so I have a, a mantra that I always say it's like you know doing what you love to do in the way you love to do it with the people you love most in the way that the world most needs it done and to me that is a life mission or a, it's more than a purpose it's an actual calling and I moved home 2001 and it was actually you that got me out of my house which mm -hmm. is funny because this was years ago when you would come here and I had this little you know, I had this little massage table in my back porch kind of thing that's on the second floor and it had trees and it's like a little tree house. And I was happy, doing great, love it, you know, it's all good. And I remember you coming in and going, you know, have you ever thought about having an office, you know, downtown Amherst? And I said, oh yeah, but why would I? I'm happy, things are good here. And you're like, well, yeah, no, but it's really good to get out and be seen in the world. And, and you know, maybe there's other people that would like to find you and they can't find you if you're like in your house. I'm like, okay, that's a good point. And I don't know if you remember, but I remember coming in and looking at the studio um, that I now rent from you up, up above you. And it was absolutely beige. It was just oh, it was so open. gray. And, no, I had some gray too. <laughs> Oh, did it have gray? Yes, it was gray and beige. Very monochrome. Oh, dull. And I remember you saying to me, you're like, but just imagine you could put color on the wall and you could, I'm like, and that's not where I'm, my gifts and strengths are not really outwardly creative. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't see this. And you're like, no, I'll help you. And it, and it has morphed. It made, I feel like a butterfly. Oh, I feel like I've gone from really a caterpillar. Space. Oh, and I love it. And to me, it's, it's like another, it's, it's, it's an expression of my inner world is now being in the external. Yeah. And because of that, it drew to me, you know, like-minded people. It did. And, and that's what I say, saying when we talk about creating beauty every day, to me, it's about being in that environment mm -hmm. that, that you can just take an exhale and go, oh, thank you. How I'm many people right are up there with you, Stephanie? How many people are on that team? Uh, we've got about six people now. Wow. Six people on that team. Yeah. And it's funny because we had that little monochromatic studio at yeah. first. And then, and then there was a, a little room across the hall that had a whole bunch of papers and stuff in that. And I said, and then you I took over that. that. Beautiful. And then I took over the front room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I'm, I'm like a wellness virus. Spreading. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Yeah. Your space is really beautiful. I especially love, I love that it. front room with all the light. And um, so tell me like what, do you think we as individuals need to think about to be well? Ooh, that's a good question because it is in the thoughts. You know, I, I, I'll say and you have a thought, you'll have an emotion or like a physical sensory reaction to it. And most times we're not really present to what we're thinking. We're kind of on autopilot. There's a great line that you say, you know, is to learn how to ask really good questions. Because mm -hmm. if you even think of that word, it's quest for ions, right? Question. Yeah. 
what, what are ions? Ions are light, lightness, uh, beauty. That's what beauty is, is light. Mm-hmm. Truth is light. So to ask empowering questions. So here's what happens. I find a lot of times people say, oh, why isn't my, my life working? Why am I so stuck? Or why isn't the world happier and healthier? And why, you know, we tend to ask very disempowering questions. Like those are heavy questions. Mm -hmm. And now here's the trick of the, of the question is to say, why am I so happy? (laughs) (laughs) And just the giggle of that yourself. It's like, it's it's such a funny question. And even when you're like in the doldrums, if you can say, why am I so grateful? Or why am I so happy? Like when you actually ask a question that lifts us up, your reticular activating part of the brain, that's the part that figures everything out. It's back there just turning away going, I gotta find that answer. Mm -hmm. So when you say, why am I such a schmuck or why am I so stupid? That part of the brain is going to come up with a gazillion different answers to tell you why you just messed up. Isn't it a simple idea? It's a, such a simple idea versus saying, why am I, and it's not about arrogance or like, why am I so great? But it's like to ask that question, mm-hmm. why am I so grateful? And then all of a sudden that you're, you're actually engaging that part of the deep self to figure it out for you. And it's so, going to come up with all kinds of great answers. So Stephanie, why are you so grateful? Oh, I, I why am I so grateful? It's a practice. Mm-hmm. And it, and as soon as you turn that, it's like, I'm so grateful like to be in the town that I live in. Like growing up here, I never wanted to live here. So I, I definitely had the disempowering question. Like, yeah, you were getting out, I get out of here. You were in LA, out. right? You I were, was in LA. That's it's just I was fun to say I was in LA. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. So why <laughs> are you like, so grateful? You're grateful because so gra- you live in this town? I live in this town. There are great people in this town. I know my neighbors. Like I laugh every day. It's like I come home. We have, we tend to be this street of cats. Yeah. I, I don't know why. There must be 10, 15 cats on this little teeny tiny street. There's only 12 houses on this little street. But you go out at any time of the day and there's like a whole gathering of the cats and everybody going here, kitty, 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 kitty. They call me the crazy cat lady, but it's, everybody comes out on their doorstep. We all know each other's names. We connect. Even though I might not know them deeply, there's a, there's a, there's a transparency. There's a willingness to be known. And I, you can't teach people that. Like that's a state of one's soul, I believe. It's like when they feel safe when inside. Mm-hmm. They let other people close. and It's community. It's community. It's coming in, even that where I, here I am with the whole words this morning, but coming into unity, you know, unifying. Yeah. Like it's when we collaborate, it's when we connect with each other and we care that it allows that it's like a garden. It's like fertilizer to one's soul. It just allows you to blossom rather than suppress you. And I, I'm so grateful to be able to have that freedom to really grow and really connect with the people that are of that like-heartedness. And I don't even want to say like-mindedness, it's like-heartedness mm-hmm. and lightness. And it, it, it's like, I often say, you know, because I lived in LA or and I also lived in Alberta and Arizona and different things. I was in that mindset before that, oh, you know, bigger is better or mm-hmm. faster is better, or more choice is better. And realizing, you know, you can only really be in one place at one time. So when I think of my house, it's like, you can only be in one room at a time. You can't mm-hmm. be in all the, and what can you like be in the moment right here and now? Like I have everything. I've got air to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm nourished. I've got food in my fridge. I have loving neighbors, good, kind, 
conversations. Like what, what more do we need? There's a saying that said, you know, real wealth is what you have when all your money's gone. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about health or resourcefulness, community, creativity, resource, like resourcefulness within yourself. Yeah. Um, to me, I get, I guess that's what I'm really grateful for is the wealth. Yeah. Which is not, I'm not talking money here. I'm talking all the things that are sustaining me as being a good human being. Okay. So now tell me what happens when you wake up and the question in your head is, ah, why do I have to do this today? <laughs> or, you know, maybe you don't wake up with that question or tell, I do. Tell I, me and that, I, and um, I have that question. It's like, Oh God. So I don't often end up with that question because I, I have trained myself to change it mm -hmm. in a way of saying it is like, Oh, I have to do this today versus I get to do this ah. because that's a different shift. If a way like, I get to do this it means I have two feet that I yeah. can put on this floor. I've got two legs to stand on. I, I would say I have two arms, two legs and a heartbeat. That's actually huge. A lot of people, it's amazing how many huge. people don't have that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have, I'll figure it out. I have a good mm -hmm. heart. I have a good soul and I have a faith that even when I don't know, when I'm in a place of uncertainty or chaos, if I make it about me saying, okay, I've, I have to do this or I've got to do this, then I actually disconnect myself from my community. I disconnect myself also from, and I'm a spiritual person, so I believe in God. I believe in higher power spirit, whatever many names other people put it, but I, I believe there's a greater force within me and around me that is guiding me. And so in those moments I say, okay, okay, God, what have you got planned for me today? Cause I trust you. I believe in you. I know you must love me. So therefore if I can't, if I'm in a place of chaos or crisis, I know you've got a bigger plan that I just haven't waken up, woken up to yet. So, so surprise and delight me. So when you struggle, you turn to faith. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to. First though, you said you turn, you turn, you turn to yourself, like you sort of, you know, question yourself and then you turn to faith, I guess. Well, so you, yeah. You, rely, well, question, you, try, you try to, to figure it out first. Well, I'll question who's talking. Yeah. In, in the way of saying, is this my compensatory self, which mm -hmm. is really control and be in a comfort zone and is really kind of irritated that I have to like shake it up and learn something new, mm -hmm. which is... Us, you know, we're actually human beings. We're meant to grow. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to become better as we age and, and get wiser and mm. not get restricted and bitter. And th that's to me, that's the wounded self, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when life has, instead of opened you up, it's, it's shut you down. It's broken you down. So, um, I, I often look at that. It's like, it's saying, okay, which self of me is, is this my, my higher self, my higher self would be like my, my, my true self or my loving yeah. self or higher power self. And my wounded self would be the <laughs> self. Yeah. <laughs> not too. It's so hard. I don't like it. It's the whiner. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, little one, you may, might need to stay in bed, you know, yeah. today, but yeah. I, I'm going to go out and, and take it. You don't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be wounded for a little bit. I guess sometimes, you know, if you just, oh, need yeah. to, if you need, you know, you might need a little comfort and a little love and you might need macaroni and cheese, you know, you know, it, it, it is okay. It is okay. It's like, you know, to really acknowledge those parts that are scared or uncertain or wanting yeah, I think it is. or guilty, whatever those are. Right. But to be able to not 
ignore it because that's what most of us do. We ignore it and we go, mm. oh, I don't have time for that. And it's like taking a little, a little child, like a, like, you know, one of your children and saying, I don't have time for your whining and complaining. Go to your room. Yeah. Well, that's going to maybe work temporarily, but by the time they're 15, 16, 17, that's going to like not work so well. Yeah. And instead of going and saying, Oh honey, I'm so sorry. What are you feeling? Are you feeling scared? Mm-hmm. Are you uncertain? Do you need a hug? Yeah. You know, maybe you need some time to rest. It's okay. Like, you know, it's all right. Yeah. Let's talk about this. And yeah. that feelings, like I often say emotions, my God, you know, we in a society, we do not allow ourselves to emote. And when I say that, we don't allow ourselves to be the high or the low. Like how many times have people say, okay, that's just too much fun. We got to stop and get to work. Right. <laughs> and, and I know you and, and myself, both of us, we love what we do. Like to me, yeah. it doesn't seem like work. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, I get paid to play. Yeah. You know, I'm doing what I love to do. It's great. And I truly believe that all of us are actually meant to be, you know, in that state, but it's like, you know, and and so we don't let ourselves feel the high points, but we also don't let ourselves feel those, those real uncertain points too. the uncomfortability. We try to talk ourselves out of it instead of saying, okay, you know, suffering, the word suffering means to go through something. It's a doorway. Yeah. It doesn't mean to sit down in the middle of hell and just sit there. It's like the old saying is like, if you're going through hell, keep going because you're yeah. going to go through it. Mm-hmm. So you get out to the other side to heaven, but don't just sit there and wallow in it to, to feel it. And emotion is energy in motion. You actually move. And that's where chronic pain comes from. A lot of times it's where we're blocking emotion and it isn't quote unquote bad emotion. Sometimes we're blocking the good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Cause we tell ourselves, Oh, you know, I might make somebody unhappy if I'm just too positive and happy. <laughs> Yeah, you got to let it all out. Let it all out. Like, gosh, you got one life to live. Go for but it. But then, like, you know, people who are, like, too emotional all the time and they're up and down and, you know, that they're, they're like, what do we do with them? Because I'm one of them. <laughs> but that's the part of, What do people like, do with people like me and you? <laughs> <laughs> too intense. <laughs> oh, isn't, that, isn't that sad that we put labels on it that we're too intense? You know, we're too uh, alive, right? I think there's a lot of walking zombies that need to wake up and feel and stuff. Honestly, well, listen to you. <laughs> I never said that. No, I, I said that. I mean, you know, these kids get all these games about the zombie games. I'm like, why? It's that's real life right now. There's a lot of zombies out there in in daily day life. So what you're saying is, is that we got to use our senses. We yeah. got to touch, taste, feel, smell. Oh we gotta my gosh, live. we're such sensory beings, right? Like, yeah. smell the air. You know, taste, you know, taste the fresh food that you just, mm, you know, like just let it, let it, let it help you. It's like, we have this opportunity to be in a body, like a vehicle. We've yeah. chosen this vehicle and it's the perfect vehicle for this life. And yet we don't even take it for a ride. Like, <laughs> you know, I guess I wish we, tra- <laughs> well, we, a lot of people do take it for a ride. <laughs> There's a, a lot, lot of people, people really enjoy it. people are like Thelma and Louise and they're taking it off a cliff. <laughs> There's a balance, isn't there? There's a balance. And, and I laugh at that too, because I think most people take better care of their actual physical car than they do of their physical bodies. Mm. Like we don't realize that, you know, I mean, how we go in to have our tires rotated and our oil changed. And, but you know, how, how often do we actually just be with ourselves and really experience a sensory experience of life? and 
And you don't have to wait till there's quote unquote, a crisis or pain yeah. to feel good. The whole guilt around that, because we are beautiful. Everybody is made so perfectly imperfect that it's beautiful. It's like that tapestry. It's like, like in your red cooking store, I always say, oh God, I love going in there because it's like a candy store of color for me. And it just feeds my senses. And, and that's what human beings are like too. And that's even what our emotions are like. It's like, these are all like colors that we can pull from in the emotional realm and go, isn't this cool? It's weaving together. So, you know, emotion clears something out for us. Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't feel better after a good belly laugh? Or a like, good cry. Or a good cry. Like, it's just like, oh, to really feel the depth of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most people don't do is they just kind of stay in the zombie lane. You know, they just feel enough to say, okay, yeah, I'm human for a moment. And then and it, being human is having, is having experiences. It's mm-hmm. feeling things. It's and, being happy and being sad. And it's being and feeling sad. good it's and feeling not so good. Afraid. And, mm-hmm. and I talk about so much anxiety. And I see so much in young people. And I said, you know, do you know that anxiety and excitement when they're actually measured, same thing, exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They're exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to ask myself sometimes if I'm excited or if I'm anxious. That's right. And, and I find to... I am excited sometimes. And so how do you know? How do you know which one mm-hmm. it is, right? How do you? Yeah. When, you, when you are aligned with your gifts and your strengths and your passions, that's what I always tell people. Yeah. So, okay, are you, are you anxious because you're outside of your comfort zone and it's in an, an unfamiliar world, which is what is outside of your comfort zone means. It's an unfamiliar world, but you're feeling, you're feeling like it's in an area that you're passionate about. Like it means something, it has Mm -hmm. a value to you. And it's also strengthening you in your gifts and your strengths. That's called excitement. Yeah. Now, if you're outside of your comfort zone and you go, I have, I don't like this. This is not aligned with my values, my, my passions. Like, ew, get me, like me doing taxes. That is out of my comfort zone. Don't like it. And I can feel anxiety. And I can honestly say that is an anxious place for me. Not excitement. Non-excitement for me. <laughs> Not happening. Stephanie, you know? we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about gratitude. We talked about living in your body. We've talked about expressing emotion. You know, these are all the things that that you do. You you try to these are all the things that you're working to help people heal at Gateway Development, yeah. I would say. And become, and become aware of, right? Like yeah. So many of us have been skill-billed, you know? Like, you go to school and you go, okay, mm-hmm. you got to be good at math, got to be good in science, got to be good in languages, you got to be good. And we're not all good in everything. Yeah. Some of us are just really good at, at home economics. Yeah. And other people are really good at math. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I think we put a real hard pressure on ourselves to be great at everything. And that's just really not a healthy way. And then by the time we reach adulthood, we don't know who we are or why we're here. And this is what I help people with. It's like, so let's help you find what your gifts and strengths and your passions and your values are so that we can restructure your life to line it up so that it, you're out of your comfort zone. So it's an excitement rather than an anxiety. So I think you know who you are. Parts of me, but you know, I'm always, I'm always delighted and surprised to, <laughs> to discover good. more. Like, why not? That's good. Yeah, me too. I like that when I find new things. Yeah. I really I mean, like I, to talk. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I wanted to say, you know, I, I think also it's like what you and I both taught, it's about nourishing our souls, like to, to surround ourselves with nourishment. Like mm-hmm. what, what nourishes you? It, you know, some people it's people. 
Mm-hmm. Others, others, it's about being alone and being around things that are beautiful to them. Like everybody has their own relationship to what is beautiful. Yes, they and, do. Which is, be, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And to allow yourself to set up your life that way. I think really- that's why create beauty every day can mean so many things. Like today, I feel like talking to you is how I created beauty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. So so many levels. (laughs) If people want to talk to you or if they want to, if they want to hire you or to talk to you more or whatever, how do they get a hold of you? You know, the best way is either on my web. I've got two websites. One is gatewaydevelopment.ca. And the other website is my personal website, which is I'm helping people with gifts and strengths and both individuals as well as companies and teams. And that's Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, the letter J, Allen, A-L-L-E-N.com. So Stephanie okay. J. Allen. So it's stephaniejallen.com or gatewaydevelopment.ca. You got it. Thanks for talking to me today. And uh, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and you've been listening to Create Beauty Every Day from HookingRugs.com and Deanne Fitzpatrick Studio. And I'm really happy to have spent this time with Stephanie. I'll see you later.